0: Good morning. Welcome to the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live. We're with you guys Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope that you guys are having a fantastic Tuesday morning thus far. Grateful to be among you once again and hope that we're able to give you something that edifies your souls on today. Uh, We're just grateful and excited to be among you today. Today is a great day, um, and we're just so grateful just to be here among you. Uh, We're going to start off with a word of prayer, and then we're going to jump into our word today. We're going to start in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and kind of work our way through a topic that was kind of rolling through my head on yesterday afternoon. We'll jump into all of that in a minute. Again, right now, what we'll do is we'll have a word of prayer, and then we'll jump into our um into our word for this morning heavenly father we thank you we thank you for gathering us here together today to give your name praise glory and honor through this morning show we're asking lord god that it just be all of you and none of us lord god you get the credit you get the glory you get the honor for everything that is said and done throughout this show on today lord god touch every heart that comes through these uh proverbial doors on today Uh, Lord God, allow everyone to get a peek into the secrets of the kingdom on today. Lord God, allow us to share truth, knowledge, and wisdom, um, love, um, patience, and kindness, and forgiveness with one another. Lord God, that we may be able to shine the light in the darkness um, and expel the darkness away from us um, as much as we possibly can through your Holy Spirit. We're asking, Lord God, on today that you just continue to just love on us in a mighty and powerful way strengthen and encourage us lord god and continue to just uh sh- just to shower down your blessings upon us uh lord god we ask that you just continue to light the path for us uh and continue to uh give us the heart to love you to honor you to bless you to praise you to to follow you uh to obey you lord and to uh just continue to 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 rest and revel in you Uh, Lord God, we're just grateful for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing, and everything that you're going to do. Special prayer to anyone who's going through or suffering or struggling with anything. Lord God, we ask that by your power and by your might, that you deliver them from their situations and circumstances. And Lord God, continue to uh, remind them that there's no problem too hard for you to solve, no case case that's too difficult for you to, 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 to figure out, but that you are in all, through all, and above all, And that you are in control of every situation and circumstance that's going on in their lives. Uh, For all things are working together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And so God, we just give your name, praise, glory, and honor on today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Again, thank you guys so much for coming in today. Hope that you guys are having a fantastic day in the name of the Lord. Uh, We're going to get started with our first topic of the morning. And um, it's going to be coming out of 2 Timothy chapter 4, um, as it pertains to counterfeit gospels. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting at verse number 1 says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season I had this thought as I was mowing my mowing my lawn yesterday. I was finally able to get out there and, and, and mow the lawn yesterday, and I had this thought um, kind of pop up in my spirit. And the thought was this: We as the believers in God should know our Bibles better than our pastors. I'm gonna say it again: We as the believers in God. Should know our Bibles better than our pastors do. The reason why I believe that is because uh, many of us are easily misled by fallible men, fallible men and women. Um, and I'm not. and, and, And let me put this disclaimer out there: there are many, many men and women who love the Lord and are preaching the gospel and are teaching the right stuff, teaching the right truth, teaching the gospel. As Paul says, there is no other gospel. They're teaching the right one, but men and women are still fallible and they are still prone to making mistakes. We're prone to getting some of this stuff wrong every now and then. And, As a result of that, we have the potential, even if it's unknowingly, to lead people astray. And if we don't know, we the believers, don't know our Bibles. If we don't know the God of the Bible. If we don't know Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible. If we don't know the Holy Spirit of the Bible. Then when people say things to us, preach truth to us. Even our favorite pastors, if they say things to us, give me one second, I forgot this. That's on me. If they say things to us that don't make sense, if they say things to us that are out of line with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we don't know the gospel, we don't know Jesus, we don't know God ourselves then we're liable to fall for anything that they say to us. We're liable to allow them to say whatever they say. And and again, they may mean well, but it could be dead wrong. And if we don't know our Bibles, if we don't know our scriptures, if we don't know the gospel of Jesus Christ for ourselves, we're liable to fall into the same pit that sometimes these pastors or these preachers, even if they don't realize what they're doing, can lead us into. After listening, after after dealing in um, in Second Peter yesterday, you know the thought occurred to me that for a lot of us we can fall victim of counterfeit gospels. This gospel plus, this this gospel and this you know we're, this God being an accessory to our lives instead of you know Him being our lives, being the the the, the sole source of our entirety of our entire existence Um, that sometimes we can fall in the trap of believing that there is something else to be learned about the secrets of the kingdom um, that are outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ and a lot of the reason why we believe that is because we got a lot of counterfeit gospels out there that are teaching us the wrong things, that are pointing us in the wrong direction, that are showing us that, you know, that we should be walking this way when we should be walking a totally different direction. And part of the reason why that's the case is because we ourselves don't know. We don't study we're 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 more so than in any other generation. It seems like we are the most biblically illiterate generation of Christians that have ever walked the earth like ever. You know, we don't we don't open our Bibles. We we barely, you know, listen to, to anything outside of the, you know, the devotionals that make us feel good. I bet you none of us have ever read the book of Lamentations you know have never never read the book of um, leviticus or you know deuteronomy in in, in its to, in its totality have ever spent some time in the book of um, jeremiah outside of um you know our favorite verse in jeremiah chapter 29 like a lot of us are so biblically illiterate that we barely know the scriptures we be- and because we barely know the scriptures we barely know Jesus we barely know him outside of the babe in the manger we barely know him outside of the man on the cross we barely, we barely, um, you know, know him outside of him being our Lord and Savior. And some of us will lump him into being just another version of a genie in a lamp, because it's supposed to make all of our dreams come true. We we barely know our Word, which means we barely know that we barely know Jesus. We barely know um, God. We barely know the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. And so we relegate all of our learning of about who Jesus is to the pastors and preachers the teachers, our Sunday school teachers, our Bible study teachers, you know, the people that are pumped up on on Sunday morning in our con in the conferences that we constantly go to. That's about as far as we crack these Bibles open. It's about as far as we have a relationship with the Lord. And as a result of that, our our power is so weakened. And our power is so limited to you know to to, to, to whatever it is that the pastor is saying. And as I said before, it's not all pastors. Can, 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 I, can I burst a bubble in a lot of people's minds? The vast majority of p- preachers and teachers are actually good folk, good, decent folk who study the Bible, study the word, preaching and teaching from a good, honest heart. The vast majority of them. Not every, not every preacher is out there trying to get your money. Not every preacher's out there trying to, you know, trying to steal, you know, steal from the from the from the poor, so to speak, in order to make themselves rich. Not every pastor's trying to pay for a Rolls Royce or trying to pay for a private plane or trying to pay for all these different things on, um, off the backs of of um of of their of their um, parishioners. You know, you got a lot of good, solid brothers and sisters out there who are preaching for pennies. You know, some some of them don't even take a salary. You know, at one point, had my had my church that I used to be at had they, you know, stuck around with me. You know, I was gonna end up get, you know, preaching for free, if they if if they just would have got their act together so that we could get through some tough times that were going on in the church. Like a lot of these brothers and sisters, like they don't they don't collect a check like you think they do. They out there working, you know, they got their own jobs, make their own money, pay their own bills, and whatever they get from the church. Sometimes they getting paid twenty five dollars a Sunday. Like everybody ain't out here bawling for the you know for the cause of Christ. And so a lot of your brothers and sisters, there's actually there's actually a lot of good, decent, solid brothers and sisters that are preaching and teaching the word of God and they're doing it front, from with, with a good heart. But even them, heck, even me, sometimes we can get this wrong. Sometimes we can make a mistake. Sometimes we can look at a thing and think that it's saying one thing when the Holy Spirit is saying something completely different. But we walk, but we just walked in too fast. We came in too hot. We had a different, we had a perspective that we were looking at, and we didn't let the word speak for itself. And as a result, my challenge to us as the believers in God and anyone who's listening to the True Gospel Morning Show live Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anyone who's listening, don't just take my word for it. Don't just take our word for it. Spend some time with the Lord and spend some time in this word. Because if we're not careful, we will end up taking on mantras and doctrines that are not biblical. Taking on mantras and doctrines that have no basis in scripture whatsoever. No basis in the gospel whatsoever. And find ourselves walking in spaces that we were never meant to walk into. And walking out doctrines that we were never meant to walk out, so much so that if the truth hits us in the face, we would much rather dispel the truth and hold on to the lie. but as it says again in the word in second um, Timothy chapter four verse three, the time is coming. When people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Sometimes we as the believers in God can be so duped into thinking that our denominations and the rules of the denomination are more important than Jesus. Sometimes we can think that you know that 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 gaining prosperity is more important than Jesus. We can sometimes think that you know I've got to climb this ladder in order to reach Jesus and that ladder climbing becomes more important than Jesus. We think that it's our job to rub elbows with the elite of our um of our either local um you know uh, ministries or even you know world or global international national ministries, we'll think that that's more important than Jesus. We'll sometimes think that in order for me to be the best Christian, I have to ascribe to um you know trying to reach to be an apostle, reach to be an evangelist, reach to be a prophet. The, that whole you know fivefold ministry that we've made up as a means of trying to create this ladder of, you know, who's more important in the kingdom, you know, that we can sometimes dupe ourselves into believing that so much so that that becomes more important than knowing Jesus. The thing that I love about Paul is that even though Paul had every reason to boast, he himself said, you know, I consider it all, consider it all lost compared to knowing Jesus. He said it in, he said it in, um, He said it in Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse number 2. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. That word rubbish in verse number 8, if translated correctly, it literally means the S word. It literally means poo, dookie, caca. I remember one time I went to the circus and there was an elephant that was doing tricks. And as he flipped upside down to do the barrel roll that he was taught to do, a whole bunch of crap came out of him that's what paul says all his accomplishments and his achievements and who he is and what he's gained gain and what he's amassed and all the stuff that he is that's what all of his stuff is worth compared to knowing jesus the the crap that came out of the elephant that what's in your septic tank right now that that what's in the sewers right now that is what we're worth compared to knowing jesus it's all it's all rubbish. It's all dung. It's all dung, doo doo, compared to knowing Jesus. And so we, the believers, we have to we have to remind ourselves that there is nothing greater than knowing Jesus, our Lord. And our worldly pursuit has to be such where our 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 pursuit in this world should be such that we are chasing after Jesus. More so than anything else, this world has to offer. For many of us, our tendency is to seek after other things. Our faith in God is has is so shallow that we're liable to fall for anything that makes our flesh feel good and mistake that good feeling as a God feeling. I tell people this all the time. You know, I used to be the type of you know preacher who would gauge whether or not a sermon was good. On how wild a crowd was. But after a certain point I started realizing that that's not not evidence of the power of God moving in people's lives. To me, there's more evidence in silence than there is hooping and hollering. And reason being is because this word should read us. And sometimes should put us in our place it should humble us sometimes, make us think about some things sometimes, make us think, you know, is my life really patterned after Jesus or do I have some work that I need to do? Is there some shaving away that needs to be done? Is there some pruning that needs to be done? Is there some refining that needs to be done? Do I need to be thrown back into that refiner's fire and and purified all over again? For many of us, we we, we want the goosebumps. We want the feel-good feelings. We had a hard week of of work and a hard week of relationship and a hard week of kid bearing and, and kid kid rearing and we had a hard week of paying bills and we just want somebody to make us feel good. Never mind the fact that Jesus is supposed to be our peace, but we go to church so that we can be we can make people make me make me feel good, make me feel good, praise team, make me feel good, worship team, you know, make sing the song that I like, worship team. Sing the song that's gonna, that's gonna take me there. It's worship team, you know. Say the say the say the prayer that's gonna send me there. You know, deacon, you know. Say say the prayer that's gonna get me there. You know, uh, 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 preacher, preach the word that's gonna get me there. You know, it's gonna give me my next fix. We start we started treating our worship services as if it's the next dopamine hit that we're look that we're looking for. Then we like when we go to church like we're fiends instead of looking to Jesus. We're looking to our pastors and our preachers and our deacons and our and our worship teams to, to to take us there. To get us there. And if the word is doing its work, it ain't gonna feel good every week. It ain't, it, ain't gonna, it ain't gonna feel good all the time. There are gonna be some messages that you receive that are not gonna take you there. Instead, it's gonna sit you almost cuz. It's gonna sit you down. And it's gonna humble you. And it's gonna make you think about some stuff. That's how you know the gospel's doing its work. Because every week ain't going to feel like Sunday. But that's why it's so imperative that we, as the people of God, know our Bibles. That we know the God of the scriptures. That we know Jesus. That we know the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Because sometimes, even our best pastors can get this wrong. Sometimes our best pastors can make, can make mistakes, and they can hear, say things, and they can feel things that ain't lining up with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we're not careful, if we're not being watchful, if we're not being wise as serpents and gentle as doves, and figuring out, you know, whether that this stuff is lining up, we'll, we're liable to fall for anything. And it's again bad enough that you got some false prophets out there you got some false teachers out there that are purposefully manipulating the word purposefully going out there and and making and and robbing people of their money and robbing people of their joy and robbing people of their peace so that they can sit pretty on in their castles and, and on their thrones you got some people that are like that out there and shame on them but there are also some really good die hard, you know, gospel centered people who even sometimes they make a mistake. And all and all we're saying again today is if you know the God of the scriptures, if you know Jesus, then you can scope these things out. You can see these things for yourself. You don't have to rely on the pastor in order to know your God. You got a Holy Spirit living inside of you that is trying to that, that will lead and guide you into all truth. You got a band you got you should have a band of brothers and sisters that you can lean on and talk to and consider with to be able to figure to understand the word and understand the scriptures and understand what we know what we know and what we don't know about the Lord. We we have an army of brothers and sisters that we can lean on. You know, you have supplemental helps and books and and podcasts like, there's too much out there, too much access out there for us to not know who Jesus is. Again, we got to step outside of the desire to feel good and to sit in our echo chambers of, you know, my blessings. And I'm one prayer away, and I'm one word away, and I'm one worship away, and, you know, I'm next in line. And, and we got to get out of those echo chambers Of, you know, what we, you know, want Jesus to do and what we want him to be and let God be who he is. Let him speak for himself. Know this word for ourselves so we can know the voice of God and know when we're being handed truth versus whether we're being handled, whether we're being handed a faulty counterfeit. You know, I talk about Tim Ross a lot and I'm going to talk about him again. He um he, he often mentions this in his podcast on the basement. He says that you when he when um when 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 people who work for the US Treasury are you know in training, they literally are put in a room with real money and they spend months studying dollar bills, five dollar bills. $10 bills, $20 bills, $50 bills, $100 bills. They spend months studying every intricate detail of the of the dollars, of the print, of the currency, the coins and the print currency. They spend months studying this stuff. And then one day, the, the supervisors slip in a counterfeit bill. And they and it's a an regular day, and if you've done your homework, the person who's in training can spot the counterfeit compared to the original. They'll say something ain't right about this bill. I I can't quite put my finger on it just yet, but something's off. It doesn't feel the same. There's some a, a, a marking somewhere that that doesn't go. There's a, a there's a, a letter that's off. Like something's something's not right. Something's not quite right with this one compared to this one. I, I still can't quite put my finger on it. I'm I'm, I'm checking this pulse. I don't something ain't right with this with this bill. Something's not right. That, that what in what Tim Ross says to that what Tim Ross says is in the same thing that I'm saying to us today. Is that the way to scope out? A fake gospel is to know your true gospel so well that anytime a counterfeit comes in front of you, your soul is like, "Mm, that don't sound quite right. That doesn't sound that 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 doesn't something ain't right about that. Something mm, something's kind of off with what that person is saying. I can't quite put my finger on it, but something just don't sit right with me. In what that person is saying. Paul says to Timothy in 2nd Timothy chapter 2, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. The way to scope out a counterfeit gospel, to know whether or not you're following after faulty doctrine, is you need to know what the gospel is. And you need to know it so well that you can recite it. It, it just springs out of you. Like it's like an ever-flowing um spring that just springs forth from you. And any time, whether it be a straight-up, you know, charlatan who is out here trying to just grab people's money and trying to make trying to make a name for himself at the expense of others. Or whether it's a good solid, whether on the opposite side of the spectrum, it's a good solid brother who just happened to make a mistake. Your spirit can catch it. Your soul can catch it and say, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't passing the eye test. Uh Uh-uh, that's not not passing the ear test. That's not passing the soul test. Something ain't quite right about this. I need to, let me sit down with this for a minute. Let me chew on this. Far too often, and again, I used to be guilty of this. We want to be so yeah, pastor, yeah, yeah, amen, yeah, yeah, teach, doc, preach, reverend. That that's us. We we want so badly to be a part of the crowd, and we want to pump our pastor up when he starts getting and when he starts going off, starts going ham, like we we, we start he starts revving up the engine and hooping and hollering. We want to be, we want to be a part of that so bad, but sometimes God wants us to sit here just like this. And ask the question, is that lining up? <clears throat> I listen to many of pastors on, you know, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. And they can they sound real good. Sound real good. But then they get to the end of what they're saying. It's like, oh, man. He was right there. He, he was right there. And then <clears throat> slanted. beer to the left. But a lot of people, that's that's a that's a real good word right there. He said a real good word. Yeah. That's a real that's real solid good stuff right there. Yeah, I'm gonna make my dreams come true. You know, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. You know, one prayer away, exceedingly abundantly, above all we can ask or think, and we just keep going through the recite the same recycled verses and still don't know Jesus. Still don't know Jesus. I got to I gotta do the Ten Commandments. I got to, you know, make sure I'm doing the Beatitudes. I got to make sure that I'm doing these things right because I don't want God to strike me down with lightning bolts. You know, the pastor said, you know, if we ain't following the Ten Commandments, we're going to go to hell. Never mind the fact that the Ten Commandments were a reminder of were, were, were nothing else that we could never get it right. Which is why we need a Savior to come and save us from all this. No, I I got you know I'm climbing up the ladder I'm a preacher I'm trying to become a pastor I'm trying to become an evangelist I'm trying to become a prophet I'm trying to become an apostle never mind the fact that he said that he gives us these things so that they can equip all the saints for the work of the ministry that the work of the ministry is not from the fivefold the fivefold as some people like to coin it cuz when did Paul say that was the fivefold ministry when when did Paul say that can can we can we burst some bubbles today when did Paul say Fivefold fold ministry is this no he said that they got that god gave these put these positions in place to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry not these five folk are going to be the ones doing the work of the ministry and this is the ranking order and so if you you ascribe if you if you if you reach apostleship then you've made it because even then now that you got apostle now we got chief apostles You know, so let's say you can't even become an apostle at this point. Now you got to get to another level of that. And so where that at in Scripture? So again, saying all that to say, if we don't know our Bibles, if we don't know Jesus, if we don't know the, the, the God of the Scriptures, then we are liable to fall for anything. Because it sounds good. We, the believers, need to know our Bibles better than pastors do. We the believers need to know we the believers need to know our bibles better than td jakes. We the believers need to know our bibles better than Joel Osteen. We the believers need to know our bibles better than Matt Chandler. We the believers need to know our bibles better than Charles Stanley. We the believers need to know our bibles better than um Kenneth, I'm going to get his last name wrong because I want to call him something else. Um, but the, the, the guy, Kenneth, we need to know our Bibles better than, um, than, 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 than you name it. Whoever your favorite pastor is, you need to know your Bible better than him. Michael Todd, um, Tim Ross, we need to know our Bibles better than them. Your favorite podcasters, your favorite preachers who get on and, you know, do marriage counseling. You know, it's the pastor and his spouse, and they talk about... You know, marriage and relationships and love and sex and all that. We need to know our Bibles better than them. We need to know our Bibles better than Jackie Hill Perry. We need to know our Bibles better than um, then dog oh man, these names are slipping me today. Then the lady named Beth. We need to know our Bibles better than um Joyce Meyer. We need to know our Bibles better than them. And again, I'm not saying that we need to know it better than them so we can be better than them. I'm saying we need to know it better than them so that in the event that either of them or anybody else come at us with a counterfeit gospel, we can hear it and know that ain't passing. That's not, that's not, I'm not letting that seep into my soul. I'm dispelling that. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Starting at verse number three. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. The only way that we can do that is if we know Jesus and if we make knowing Jesus our greatest our deepest delight again I say I say this again some of us we have such a shallow faith our faith is so shallow we 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 barely we barely just know that Jesus saves and that and again Jesus saves is enough to get us in the kingdom um, so I'm not saying that you're not in the kingdom. If you believe in Christ, believe that he is the son of God, believe that he got on the cross, died and rose again, that God raised him from the dead, according to my Bible, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, then you are saved. But that's where a lot of our, our faith stops. We are just as content and happy as clams with just being saved. And God is trying to usher us into and bring us into and draw us into a deeper relationship with Him that extends beyond the confines of just, I'm in the kingdom. Again, I'm glad you're in the kingdom. We're glad you're in the kingdom. But there is so much more that God wants you to know about Him than just being in the kingdom. But some of us are so satisfied with a shallow faith. That all we want to do now is just work our jobs, make our money, pay our bills, then let the preacher preach to us every Sunday, and we are just as happy as clams. And, you know, again, I'm not I ain't got a heaven or a hell to put nobody in, so I can't tell whether or not a person is or isn't of God who lives that type of shallow faith. But what I am saying is that, you know, it may it may not matter when we get to the other side. But I would be, I would be of the mindset that you know I would be, you know, at least a little stung by the fact that I could have had so much more peace, so much more joy, so much more hope, so much more um, love, so much more faith on this side of glory, had I just spent some time with the Lord and not have been satisfied with a shallow faith. You're not talking about cheap grace. I'm just talking about shallow faith where, you know, I know God loves me and I'm and I'm doing and I'm and I'm living a good, I'm living a good life. I'm, you know, empowered by the Holy Spirit to do good and and all that stuff. Like I'm not out here trying to do it on my own, but I'm just satisfied. I don't need to get to know God any more than that. And that is what causes a lot of us to fall into diverse temptations because our faith in God is so weak that we don't know him well enough to be able to spot a fake if it's staring us right in the face and again believers I'm talking about me too I might get this wrong and if I do please call me out please call me out because I don't want to get this wrong you know the songwriter you know um, rest in peace said I just want to be right you know I don't want to mess this up, especially because I'm talking to y'all every day. I don't, you know, I don't want to mess this up. So if I'm, if I'm getting it wrong, you know, holler at your boy, let me know. Um, but yeah, but again, don't just take my word for this stuff. Go and search these scriptures for yourself. Go and search these scriptures for yourself. As we discovered yesterday, when we looked at second Peter chapter two, like a lot of people can take verses 20 through 22 of that and think that you can lose your salvation. Off, uh, off, of those, off of those three word, of those three, those three um, lines of scripture, but and not look at the totality of that chapter to realize that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about false prophets and false teachers who will take the innocent people of God and twist their faith by giving them a false doctrine. That it'd be better if they just left them alone, or if those people just never knew Jesus to begin with. Because now that you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, you're being led astray. And taken to a place where he ain't. Thinking that you're still eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood when you're not. But if we don't know him, if we don't know the scriptures, Jesus said to himself, these false prophets and false Christs are going to come out here and going to deceive the very elect. Because we can't spot a counterfeit. We can't spot fake. It's it's funny, we live in a generation where be real, just be real, be authentic, and yet we can't spot a we can't spot a fake to save our lives. Some of us anyway. And so I'm saying all that to say we should know our Bibles. We should know our word. We should know our scrolls better than the pastors do. Not so that we can be better than them, but so that if we hear a fake, if we hear a counterfeit, we can spot it, we can highlight it, we can trash it. Call it out and trash it. Call it out and clean it up. Call it out. Put put some gospel on that. You know, we're listening to this song that we're getting ready to sing um, come Sunday. And the song itself, it, it says a lot of great things. What well, we're singing in November, and it says a lot of great things. But then when those ad libbers come in, they they're not talking about sin. They're not talking about Jesus being the, the um, being the victor over sin and death. Talking about Him being the victor over sickness and and diabetes and cancer and all those things, and saying that 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 that, that those those things won't win. And again, as I told y'all before, cancer kills. It's the truth. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Cancer kills. Sickness kills. Diabetes kills sometimes. It won't prosper in terms of our souls. But the connotation that sometimes we will will give is that, you know, Jesus is the victor over cancer. Jesus is the victor over diabetes. He can be. But it doesn't mean that he will be. For every person who has it, we pray diligently, but there are some some diehard Christians who cancer killed. It didn't destroy their souls. Their souls are anchored eternally in him. But again, the connotation, if we're not careful looking at these counterfeit gospels, if we hear that and think, yeah, God's going to beat cancer, then heaven forbid we get cancer now we're looking at Jesus like I thought you said you were the, you were the victor over cancer why are you allowing this to happen to me and his response will be I never said that that was a counterfeit I never said that you were going to be the CEO of a company that was a counterfeit I never said that you were going to make bank and going to be able to buy Gucci and go live in a, and go live on a yacht for six months out the year and go to let la- have lavish vacations. I never said that. I never said that that was you know part of my plan for your life. I never said that. That was a counterfeit. But we will allow the counterfeits to take over our lives if we don't hear them out, scope them out. Now, am I saying again? that that we shouldn't pray to god no if anybody's gonna bless us with anything it's gonna be god so ask him pray to him seek him diligently for any and everything that you want you want to amass a million dollars go to god and ask him for a million dollars ask him now is god gonna give it to you just because you asked i don't know But the riches of his glory is not talking about money. It's talking about our souls and we're being provided for as as far as it is in line with what he wants you to do for him. Paul said, I know how to be content. Whether I have a lot or whether I have a little. Because it's Jesus. Jesus is the secret to contentment. If we don't know Jesus, we're liable to fall for anything. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D. right here on TikTok Live. We're with you Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I thank you so, guys for the 3,800 likes that you've given given thus far. Um, Thank you for the shares. Thank you for the follows. Um thank you for the comments that you guys have put in the comment box below. I'm really am excited about those comments gonna jump into um jump into some of those right now um let's see what y'all been talking about um See. What if Jesus gave us the rules of our denomination? Let me write that down. Uh, J. Rule J. Real, real quick. I'm reading the English Standard Version. Where do I put my credit card? Uh, Yeah, your back, but Michigan man said your back pocket facts. So real quickly, um, Rapture Ready said, "When you call, when we call you out, you discard it by saying that the devil is talking. Anyone who isn't willing to listen when they're being called out um, in love, they that's something that's something you need to watch out for, um, because again, iron sharpens iron, according to according to the, according to our scriptures, iron sharpens iron. And so you know, if you got somebody who can't be corrected. Someone who's like, you know, no, nah, you that you you must be lying because I know my word, I know my truth, I know. If if you have those kind of people that you're running up against, then those type of people you got to be real, real. You just pray for them. Just pray for them because, um, for a lot of a lot of people, sometimes they do not, they're they're not used to criticism, and calling a spade a spade. A lot of pastors and a lot of preachers and teachers, um, they get on these platforms and they feel like they are untouchable. They are the arbiters of truth. And they act as if they can't get it wrong sometimes. It takes real humility from by empowered by the Holy Spirit. It takes real humility to be able to face criticism. And to be able to face it in a way to where it's like, okay, let me go back and look at this word because I I thought I, I thought I had it right but if you're telling me what you're telling me let me go back and let me tell you let me submit it to God and see um because a lot of times what we what our tendency is when we hear criticism we're being we feel like we're being attacked and we may not be being attacked we may just be we may be in a seat of correction and if we're not careful we'll mistake that correction as an attack and think that it's of the devil when it's really not and so that, again, is something that we have to be wary of, something we need to be watchful of, and that we, as um, as though as the ones being corrected, need to allow people that space to correct us, so that way we are able then to walk in the same truth. Um, so, yes, yeah, so if you do run into somebody like that, you know, just be mindful of that. Um t- um holly G, we're praying for you man we're praying for you god loves you and wants a relationship with you i'm not i'm not sure you know what happened in your life i'm not sure what happened to you you know and what caused you to not want to believe anymore Uh, but god loves you and wants a relationship with you um and so you know we're praying for you and praying that god you know continues to minister to your heart i'm glad that you found this this show and hope that we're able to give you some truth and knowledge and wisdom about the Lord our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to where you're then willing to at least give him another shot the real Jesus another shot um you know it's all, we again i always find it fascinating how you know you know unbelievers find their way to this show and you know hey you know you're welcome please you know we 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 don't we won't turn, we don't turn anybody away Um, and so we hope that we're saying something to you that at least just gives you something to ponder and chew on over the, over the days and weeks ahead. Michigan man, um, said, um, you know, man to know the Bible better than Charles Stanley that'd be wild. I'm just saying it's not out the realm of possibility. We got a whole Holy spirit that lives inside of us. that's saying, I, you want the knowledge, you want the wisdom, you want the secrets of the kingdom. I got you. I'm right here. Like Charles Stanley ain't doing nothing any more special than we are. The the same spiritual disciplines that that Charles Stanley has is the same spiritual disciplines that we have. We just don't we're just are we using them? Are we are we utilizing them? Are we tapping into them? Or are we just relegating again being wise in the in in the gospel to Um, you know, those who have been pastors and preachers for 50 years. Again, you got some people who are, who are, you know, working as janitors who know more scripture, no Bible, no, um, more, um, gospel and live it out better than than some of our pastors do, but we would never know it because we don't look to them. We look to our pastors and we look to our, as if they are the arbiters of all truth. Nah, the Holy Spirit is the arbiter of truth. And if we just tap into the Holy Spirit, we can know this Bible. We can, we can know Jesus. Let's call let's I'm calling calling us out today. Like, there is no reason why we can't know Jesus deeper. There's no reason why we can't know him at such a, a super super level of depth. You don't have to be a pastor to know Jesus deeply. You don't have to be a, a bishop to know Jesus passionately. You don't have to have a a a, um, a a a degree in seminary to be on fire for the Lord, and being on fire for the Lord doesn't mean that you have to be ripping and running and yelling and screaming at the top of your lungs all day. You can have a fire for the Lord and be the quietest person on earth. Like you don't have to be the caricature Christian in order to have a deep relationship with Him. You can have a deep relationship. Listen, I love. I, I, I watched one of these movies one time. And there was this, this person who was a biker, tattoos and everything. I'm talking about bi- made straight up. You bi- biker's biker. You know what I'm saying? And this man was spitting truth, facts, and knowledge about the Lord. And the person, this girl was like, I I, I just never would have known that you had a relationship with the Lord like that. And he was like, Yeah, nobody ever asked me about that because they all they do is they see it outside, but they don't never, they don't never, they don't never ask what's going on inside me. They they never, they never, they never want to get to know the person. They never want to get to know me. They just see biker. And that's it. But my relationship with Jesus is deep. I've been riding riding with him as long as I've been riding bikes. You know? And and, and so again, you don't have to be a pastor to have a deep relationship with the Lord. Can I call a spade a spade? Some pastors, their faith is so shallow that the only reason why they're up there is either because they made their own church or because they... Are so eloquent in their speech and charisma that somebody thought that they should be a pastor of a church, and they ran with it. So some of your pastors, their their faith walk is just as shallow, if non-existent. You got some people out there, some pastors out there, who may have made church a business, and they're and they're living fat. Off the backs of their congregants. And they do not know Jesus. And the pardoning of their sins. But they know the gospel enough to be able to deceive the very elect. In 2 Peter chapter 2 talks about that. And so again... You can have a deep relationship with the Lord. You ain't got to be a pastor to have a deep relationship with the Lord. You can be you can be a mid-level executive at a Fortune 500 and have a deep relationship with the Lord. You can be an actress and an actor and have a deep relationship with the Lord. Like you you can you can you can be a teacher and have a deep relationship with the Lord. You can be a therapist and have a deep relationship with the Lord. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know, be a hermit or be a monk to have a deep relationship with Jesus Christ. You can have a deep relationship with the Lord and live a re- relatively normal life and a very ordinary life, but have an extraordinary relationship with the Lord. It doesn't have to be an either or. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D. right here on TikTok Live. We're with you Monday through Friday, 6 a.m., 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for the 5,000 likes we received. We are on one today. Thank you for the 5,000. Y'all are awesome today. I really do appreciate that. Keep those likes coming. Really do appreciate y'all for that so, so much. And listen, any gifts that you do decide to give to this um live, trust I ain't out here trying to get your money. I got my own job, make my own money, pay my own bills. I ain't trying to do none of that. So if you do decide to give a gift, all that will go straight to True Gospel um to the True Gospel Ministry to keep up our website and our subscriptions to ensure that our um shows are put on um on Spotify and soon iTunes as well, um and Apple Podcasts. And so, um if you missed any part of this message, or you've missed any part of this show, missed any part of any past shows, you can go to Spotify right now and check out past episodes of the True Gospel Morning Show. Just look up the True Gospel Morning Show, the podcast, and you'll find every episode that we have done of this show since its inception right there for your listening pleasure. And again, we're available Monday through Friday live, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on TikTok Live. Um, let's see. Lucienne, what's going on, um, Belinda? Thank you, I appreciate that. You know, you know, try to do a little something, something for the, um, for the, for the people today. Um, let's see. Awesome, awesome. All right. So, um, let me strike this out really quickly because I did it today. Um All right. So, one of the questions that was asked yesterday is how can God pray to another god? How can God pray to another god? Um we ha- what we have to remember what we have to remember as the believers in God. So again, I'm talking to believers. Even though an unbeliever asked this question, I'm talking to the believers. So remember You know, if you're not a believer in God, this is not going to make sense. So buckle up and hold on tight. Listen, if you can, but recognize y'all might not get this. So So here we are. We as the believers have to remember that prayer is not a rubbing of the lamp. Trying to get the genie to come out the bottle. That's how a lot of us treat prayer. So we got to remember that prayer is not about trying to get God to come out the lamp and give us our wishes. It's not what prayer is. Prayer is a conversation. It's a conversation between us and God. That's that's the basic, fundamental truth about prayer. Prayer is a conversation, a spiritual conversation conversation between us and god remember god is spirit and those that worship him must worship in spirit and truth and so because our god is spiritual he has given us a way of talking to him through prayer that is our that is our primary vehicle of communication right and so with that in view As I said before, if you're going to ask anybody for anything, ask God. Because God is the one who's going to give it to us. Jesus is the one who's going to give it to us. Holy Spirit is the one who's going to give it to us. Everything belongs to the Lord. So if you're going to ask anybody for anything, ask God. Having said that, the question was asked, how can God pray to another God? So... If God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, three in one. If all three of them are three whole persons, all God but in three persons, in perfect harmony with one another, that means they are communicating with each other all the time. They were there in the beginning. When Jesus when when God said in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1, "Let us make man." Who is us? Cuz he didn't say, "Let me." Right? He didn't say, let me make man in my image. He said, let us make man in our image. Who is us? John chapter 1. Starting at verse 1. In the beginning was the word. Starting at verse 13. Jesus came from Galilee to, George, to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need you to be baptized, but need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill our righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. John chapter 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Colossians chapter 1 Starting at verse 15 He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created I hope you guys are starting to see a pattern. Philippians chapter 2. Starting at verse number 4. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Going back to John 14, starting at 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. 25 these things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you but the helper the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let them let them be afraid last place and then I'm then I promise I'm done. Romans chapter 8. Verse 26, Likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So I'm saying all of that to say God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit have been doing this thing since the beginning of time. They've always been in tandem with one another. As such they communicate with one another they talk to each other they're praying with each other they're communicating with each other there have been there are many times that christ talked to god went to god consulted with god prayed to god the prayers that he was sending that he was sending up was not a rubbing of the lamp to be imbued with special powers. That's not what prayer is about for us. The Holy Spirit empowers us on the inside. Prayer is a commun a line of communication between us and God. But the Holy Spirit living inside of us is what empowers us to do the supernatural. We need to talk to the Spirit. Hashtag prayer. We need to talk to the Spirit. To empower us, to embolden us, to equip us, to do the things that God would have us to do. To comfort us in times of need and trouble. To convict us of sin. To empower and encourage us to continue fighting the good fight and walking the walk of faith. But prayer is not the, 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 the source of the power. We're talking to, we're praying to, we're talking to. The Holy Spirit we're talking to God we're talking to Jesus and they empower us by by way of our communication with them we got to connect to the source the source it, it, our, our prayers are not the magic words that open up the windows of heaven no it's our way of communicating to the source of all things and they open windows and they shut doors but again we're not rubbing on a lamp. So how can God pray to another God? Just like I'm talking to you today. Because that's what prayer is. It's communication, a spiritual communication between our souls and God. And God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit have been in existence since before time was time. So, of course, they're talking to each other. It'd be weird if they weren't. The Holy Spirit is so good that even when we ain't praying right, the Holy Spirit's praying on our behalf. Don't listen to them. They they, they, they don't know what they're talking about. He don't know what he's asking for. Don't listen to him. He ain't making not a bit of sense. Listen to what I'm... Listen, listen. This is what we need. In order for him to get to where we got to get him to, this is what he really needs. The spirit makes intercession when we don't know what to pray for. And when we praying out of our minds, the Holy Spirit's like, I got it. Let me let me translate this. Let me clean this up because um Nah, that ain't that ain't that ain't it. That ain't um that ain't what we need to be praying for right now. Um we need to be praying for something completely different. Lord, keep this man covered, keep this woman covered before you end up doing something stupid. So again, prayer is not a magic. It's not it's not spells, it's not Spell binding. It's not spell casting. That's that's witch. That's 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 witchcraft and all that. No prayer is communication, spiritual communication between us and God. We're not saying magical incantations to make our wildest dreams come true. We're literally talking to the God of the universe, who gave us a path to talking to Him, so that we don't need. We don't need confessional boxes. We don't need somebody standing in the gap for us. The Holy Spirit does that for us now. We don't need somebody standing and making intercession for us. We got a whole Holy Spirit living in us that does that for us. We have a direct line of communication between us and God. And that's what prayer is. It's a direct line of communication. And so, again, we're not, God ain't out here, you know, Jesus was not there trying to get a magic lamp to to be rubbed up against to try to get some special type of superpower from the Lord. It was him literally talking to his daddy. Talking to his daddy. We have a direct line of communication between us and him. That's something to celebrate, not something to, to criticize. How can God pray to another God? Talking. And that's not me being cynical. That's me just being honest. Cuz that's what prayer is. It's literally talking. You no. Know, I I I I dare not disrespect God by talking to him just any old kind of way, but I'm grateful that God knows my heart to where I can talk to him freely. <clears throat> it's so it's, it's 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 a wonderful thing to know that I can go to God anytime, any place, anywhere and just say, God, I need you. God, thank you. God, hold your boy up. God, keep me covered. God, protect me from dangers. God, help me when I don't want to help myself. God, lead me, guide me, help me, keep me covered. Lord, thank you for keeping that away from me. Lord, thank you for the good bill of health that I got. Lord, God, help me as I walk up in this hospital today. Like, I can talk to him anytime. That's all that prayer is. Just talking to God. It would make no sense for Jesus to, it would not not make sense for Jesus to not talk to him. It would not make sense for Jesus to not talk to the Holy Spirit. They're literally three in one. They are the arbiters of truth and the creator and designer of the universe. Why would they not talk to each other? Why not? They've been talking to each other since the dawn of time. Somebody asked the question, you know, why did God create the world the way that he created it? You got to ask them. They had a whole conversation. And like I said, I don't know how that conversation went, but I can imagine that it went something along the lines of, um, you know, how do we want to best demonstrate our love to our people? This way. Bet. Let there be light. So again, they're communicating. That's what prayer is. So how can God pray to another God by talking to him? And again, if it sounds cynical, it's supposed to because that's all that prayer really that's all that prayer is. It's communication, a spiritual communication between us and God. And what God chooses to make of that I get out his way and let him do let him do him sometimes god answers our prayers sometimes he doesn't just like with jesus jesus said if it be their will god please let this cup pass from me nevertheless not my will but Thy will be done he's like if there's another way i know we talked about it in the beginning i know he said this is what we got to do but is there is, is there another way is there another because I'm, it's happening and I, I feel it. It's happening. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this, but I will, but I will, I will. I don't want to I'll be honest. I don't want to, <laughs> but, I, but I will, but I will. Cause I know, I know what it's going to do. I know we're getting on this cross, what it means for us, what it means for, what it means for the people. And so again, God hears all the prayers, but he also is working all things together for his good. And sometimes his good doesn't make us feel good, but he doesn't mind hearing about that. And Jesus is the example that we follow because if if he talked to God, then who are we not to? You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live. We're with you Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hope that you guys are having a fantastic Tuesday morning. Um, And so grateful that you spent a little bit of time with your boy on today. Um, and so let's see what we got going on. Uh, Renee Carson asked for the two books on tithing. Yes. Um, so the two books that I, uh, that are, um, that I talked about the other day, are Church History by Bruce Shelley, Church History by Bruce Shelley, and Pagan Christianity by Frank Viola and, um, I think Charles Barna, I think that's his name, Charles Barna, I mean, Pagan Christianity. George Barna, George Barna. Um, so again, those two books are Church History by Bruce Shelley and Pagan Christianity by George Barna. Those are the two books. Um, let's see. Let him go. I'm gonna follow up on John Lopez's comment because he said prayer does nothing just makes you feel good action makes things happen um that's actually inaccurate uh because not all prayer makes us feel good in the end it, it doesn't um and that's why communicating with the with God is what is what he seeks after um prayer is not how we make ourselves feel good um and if anybody's telling us that then they're wrong, um, if you look at half of your psalms, um, matter of fact, let me figure out where it's at, um, yes, is my, no, that's not it, um, See if I can find it real quick. Um, maybe it's darkness. Psalm eighty-eight. Okay, Psalm eighty-eight. As a as a remember remember what I told y'all before. You got to know what your scriptures are. It's just an aside because you know I'm all about some biblical literacy. Um, the Psalms are poems, poetry, songwriting, like littered throughout all 160, whatever, 80,000 million of those verses. Um, they're all songs and poetry, right? And so some of these Psalms were depressing. Talking to God, depressing. Conversations ended depressing so again this whole prayer makes you feel good no nah, that's not that's not what prayer is about um and I'm glad you brought that up that's 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 gonna leave me on a tangent I can already see it and I love it so I'm gonna read this um for you guys here okay now again this is a psalm a and it says it is a, a song that was written and it was a prayer. So I want you to hear what this guy had to say and you tell me whether or not he felt good at the end of this prayer. O Lord God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayer come to you, incline your ear to my cry. For my soul is full of troubles and my life draws near to Sheol, Sheol meaning hell. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am a man who has no strength, like one set loose among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, like those whom you remember no more, for they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves. Selah. You have caused my companions to shun me, You have made me a horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through sorrow. Every day I call upon you, O Lord. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the departed rise up to praise you? Selah. Is your steadfast love declared in the grave? Or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Are your wonders known in the darkness? or your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, cry to you. In the morning my prayer comes before you. O Lord, why do you cast my soul away? Why do you hide your face from me? Afflicted and close to death from my youth up, I suffer your terrors. I am helpless. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dreadful assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. They close in on me together. You have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me. My companions have become darkness. Oh, that's it. That, that's it. That's the end of the psalm. That, that, that's it. That's how it ends. You tell me where that, where that person felt good after that. And that's in the Bible. That's in the book of Psalms. So, this whole that whole idea of prayer just makes you feel good, no it don't. Not if you're truly being real with God about how you feel about situations and circumstances in your life. If you have a real connection with the Lord, If you have a real connection with God, you can be honest with him about where you're at. This person was depressed on top of depressed on top of depressed. And he wasn't trying to hide that. That's the beautiful thing about having a relationship with the Lord. You ain't got to be fake with him. You can be real believers. Whoever's in this box, believers, I need you to look right at me. You can be real with God with where you're at with him. He already knows. You can be real with him and be honest with him about where you are with him. You got people in the chat box who say a lot of times, I don't believe in God. I can't believe in this. I can't believe in that. God is saying, bring that to me. Let's talk about why you don't believe in me. See we we sometimes want to be so opposed to God that we won't even bring our doubt to him. That God, you did that I, there was something that I was praying for in my life and you didn't show up for me the way that I wanted you to show up for me. And when you didn't show up for me the way that I wanted you to show up for me, I just stopped I stopped believing in you. I stopped believing in you because you weren't showing up the way that I wanted you to show up for me. So I was like, no, God must not be real because you didn't show up in this situation. You didn't show up in this circumstance. So why would I want to follow you now? That God, I can't believe that you would allow things to happen in the scriptures and allow this and allow that and allow this and allow that. With all these bad things that are happening in the world today, why don't you snap your fingers and make everything okay? God is saying to us, bring that to me. Don't run away from me. Bring it to me. See, our problem is that we want God to make us feel good. And when he doesn't make us feel good, we dismiss him away. And we go to things that make us feel good, flesh, feel good, while our souls are still being tormented. The idea, action makes things happen. Sure. Actions do make things happen. But guess what? All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And so even if we feel like we're doing things on our own, God is still the, the master and commander of all. So you can feel like you're doing it. But we the believers know that it's the God that lives in us. I've died and I now live a Christ and Christ lives in me. So it's not me who does it, but it's the spirit of God who does these things in me. And so God is saying, bring it to me. Talk to me. Speak to me. We want so badly to worship a God that makes us feel good. But I'm here today to tell you. The God that we worship will not allow us to live in ignorant bliss. We will live in truth. And sometimes living in truth means we got to go through some hard times. Scripture tells us. You're going to go through some trials. You're going to go through some tribulations. But you don't have to go through them alone. Because though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We fear nothing because God is with us. And so. Even if God has to drag me, kicking and screaming, following Jesus, and I'm gonna talk to Him the whole time, God, I don't know why You got me doing this. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't know why my life is the way that it is right now. This really is—it hurts and it sucks, and I don't like this. And God is like, keep talking. And let's talk about why it bothers you. Let's talk about why it hurts so much. Let's let's go to the scriptures and let's, let's 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 figure out you know what's going on so that you can understand that how my peace surpasses all understanding. So you can understand that, yay, you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but you ain't got nothing to fear. That you can save with conviction, death, where is your sting? But no, you're not gonna feel good. Every time you pray, don't fall for that hype. You're not gonna feel good every time. Sometimes you're gonna pray the same prayer for two years straight, and that's that That mess gonna hurt. Going to the God, going to God every time, and then not feeling it's not gonna make you feel better every single time. The peace that surpasses all understanding is readily available to us, but it doesn't mean that it feels good. When my wife and I were going through our issues last year. There are many a times where she prayed. Many a times where I prayed. And we walked out of those prayers. Thinking the world was going to come to an end. Still. The darkness was taking over. Darkness seemed to be our closest companion. And yet. We still believed. Not because God made us feel better. No we still felt terrible. And yet. God was so gracious to us that he carried us through the darkness. So no, again. Prayers don't make us feel good all the time. And that's not what communicating with the Lord, with our Lord and Savior is about. It's not about making us feel good. It's about us talking to our Father. What good father would not allow his children to talk to him? What good what what good, you know, spouse would not allow the a, a spouse to talk to him or her. If Christ never had communication with his church, what are we doing? If God never had communication with his children, what are we doing? I would love to feel good every time I talk to my dad. But there are some times when I talk to my dad and he gives me some harsh truth. And I got to go sit with that thing. I'm talking about my earthly daddy. There's some times where I go to my spouse and I want my spouse to, um, to give me some good words, but she give me some good criticism, good criticism, but the criticism hurt. I don't walk out of those conversations feeling good all the time. But it doesn't mean that I can't talk to them in the same breath. Sometimes we communicate with God and that communication hurts. And we walk out of communication with God hurting. I walk out of our prayers and our meditations with God and it still hurts. So no, prayer isn't to make us feel good. And I'm talking to believers. Because again, unbelievers, y'all ain't going to get it. You're going to be mad. Stay mad. It's all good. You ain't got to go nowhere. Just recognize, I recognize, a game recognized game. For a lot of us, you know, no, we're not going to walk out of our prayers feeling good. We can be honest about that. We can be real about that. Sometimes prayer hurts. Sometimes it hurts to go to dad and tell dad, man, you know what, I really messed up today. Or, man, God, you know, I really wish that you would let up. You know, can I get a reprieve or something, you know. Because, man, this this, this freaking sucks. It's okay. Because God knows everything to begin with, one. But two, and more importantly, he longs to commune with his people. He created us for that. He designed us for that. And so, don't allow yourself to get caught up in the hype of feeling like prayer is just to make you feel good. And I got to make myself feel good. God can't make me feel good. That's just for me to make myself feel good. No, it's not. We got a whole host of people in this word right here that can can tell you and testify. Prayer don't feel good all the time. When David um, was told by Nathan that he was going to lose his son, that man prayed seven days, seven nights. And he did not feel good. Seven days, seven nights, praying that God would not take his son. And then God took the son anyway because of his wrong, his wrongful, his wrong action. Should have never had Uriah killed. She never did that. That next day, David got up and he ate something. Like, David, you're right. He was like, well, you know, I, I prayed set called, national, seven days. If God was going to let up, he was going to let up. And he didn't let up. So it, 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 it is what it is now. I'm going to eat now. To God be the glory, you know. But that was a dark night of the soul for him too. Against you and you alone have I sinned. Purge me, Lord God. Search my heart. See if there's anything that's not like you. Cleanse me. Make me white as snow. Clean me up. That's not a, pray- that's not a feel-good prayer. That's a prayer of sorrow. So again, I'm saying all that to say, prayer don't just make us feel good. And anyone who's teaching that, anyone who's talking that, they don't know they don't know the God of the Bible. They got some faulty little scriptures here and there and they piece them together to say that God's supposed to make us feel better. No. God teaches us how to live in truth. So that whether the truth makes us feel good, or really hurts we don't have to hide sugarcoat or mask it we can be real about it so that god can heal us in our souls and equip us to handle the reality of our situations no longer living in shadows and masks and darkness no, no, no longer living behind shrouds we can live in truth Own the truth, be honest about the truth, and keep moving one day, one moment at a time because we know that even though we walk through the valley, no matter how long we're walking through that valley, we fear nothing because God is with us. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D. right here on TikTok Live. Thank y'all for the 12,000 likes. I really do appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart for the likes. Y'all are freaking incredible and awesome. Thank you, Heidi, for the gift today. I really do appreciate y'all so so much. Like, I, this is probably the, the the most likes that we've gotten on this show since its inception, and so I really do appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart for hitting that for hitting that on um, screen as as much as you guys are. Um, keep those likes coming. Um, thank you guys for the comments thus far. Thank you for the gifts. Dark Target, what's up? How you doing? Thank you for the um for the gifts. I appreciate those fires. Thank you so so much for that. I really do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart um let's see what we got going on in this comment box um let's see Um, good morning good morning good morning to everybody hope y'all are doing great uh, Gift and Crystal. First time. Hello for Colorado. Good morning. Hope you're having a great day. Hope that you're getting, um, something out of this today. Hope you guys are doing great. I did what's going on with you. One of my day ones. I really do appreciate you. K Marie. Good morning. Hope you're doing great. Reverend Kramer. Hope you're doing well. Also, um, you guys are all rock stars in my book. I really do appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart for just, you know, spending a little bit of time with your boy. Again, I really do appreciate y'all because y'all could be literally anywhere else, doing anything else, watching anybody else, like I always say. And so the fact that y'all spend a little bit of time with your boy, I do not take it for granted. I do not take it lightly, and I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to fill out that comment box below with any questions that you might have. Um... I'm going through the backlog right now of the questions that I've gotten from everybody thus far. And so don't feel um, that I'm ignoring you. If you do have a question, I've taken your question, I put it in the box. And so if you watch a future episode of this show or go to Spotify to listen to all of our present and past episodes, your question may get answered at some point um during a live um, during a live taping of the good of the true gospel morning show. Um let me strike this one out. We just answered that one. Um, someone asked this question, and I think this is what I'm gonna. And this is what I'm gonna end it on today. Is it okay to be a fitness influencer in the Lord's eyes? Um, this one's tricky, but only because. You have some people whose faith is sh- too shallow to understand what I'm about to say in light of this. And so buckle up and hold on tight because I'm going to take the next 20 minutes to really expand on this. The question again is, is it okay to be a fitness influencer in the Lord's eyes? So we have to remember as the people of God that God is more more about your intentions than he is your actions. Even though our actions can be sinful, he's more inclined to look at our intentions than he is our actions. What do I mean by that? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 21 you have heard that it was said to those of old you shall not murder and whoever murders will be liable to judgment but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment okay next in verse 27 you have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Verse 31. It's also said, Whoever divorces his wife, let him get a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. Again, verse 33. You heard that it was said to those of old, you should not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord whatever you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all. Verse 38, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. Verse 43, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now, if we go over to Romans chapter, um, I believe it's chapter 2, Paul further explains what we're talking about here when he says, chapter 2, verse 25, circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. inwardly and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit not by the letter his praise is not from man but from God so God looks at the heart more so than he does the actions themselves because actions in a vacuum can be good or bad depending upon the circumstances in which those actions are done therefore if my job is an athletic trainer. I'm a fitness instructor. I am one who is about that fitness life. If that is my profession, if that's what I do. If my job is to train people on how to make their bodies fit, get six-pack abs, nice guns, tight chest, you know, broad shoulders, um, you know, nice butt, you know, um, you know, toned thighs. You know, strong legs. You know, strong ankles and feet. If that, if my job is to train people on how to make their bodies better, then what? If then if what I'm doing is a reflection of the job that I'm doing, right? And so, if I'm going to attract customers, then I need, in the digital age that we live in today, need to put myself out there. As a fitness trainer, and so that requires making videos, you know, you know, taking photos of me doing, doing, you know, athletic things. So if I'm doing the stairmaster, or if I'm doing, you know, um, you know, squats, or if I'm, you know, doing curls, or whatever the case is, then I need documentation that I'm actually doing this thing, so that people will then call me and say, "Hey, can I sign up?" To do fitness with you, can I can I sign up to you know train with you? Like you you really got it going on, and and I, and I going and I want to look like that. And so can I hook up with you? Can I link with you? You got availability, and so that I believe God is okay with. In so much that the intent is clear. Now you have some fitness influencers. And again, I'm just fruit inspecting. I don't I ain't got a heaven or a hell to put nobody in. You have some fitness influencers who have made a living off of being ogled. So their intent is not to teach people how to be fit. Their intent is something completely different. They want to be ogled. They want likes. They want the attention. They love the you know, the, the you know, becoming the fantasies in people's eyes. You know, they're gate they're gatewaying people into OnlyFans. You know, they're you know they're they're starting here, then they're saying Lincoln bio and then the bio sends them someplace else and sends them some, you know, X rated type stuff. Like let's call a spade a spade, right? We family. We in the nest. And so you have some influencers who use their fitness in the gym, as a gateway to other things. If that's the case, then God sees your intent. He sees your intentions. And in that space, God is not pleased. Because you're out here perpetuating to be one thing when you're really something completely different. Number one, that's deceiving people. And two, you are causing people to lust after you with the intent for people to lust after you. God is not pleased with that. And we as the believers in God. Because again I'm not talking to unbelievers. I'm not expecting unbelievers to get to, to understand this. right? We as the believers have to use spiritual discernment to know who to support. Because some of us and again been guilty some of us have liked, have shared, and have followed these influencers. And the only way that they can be successful is if we're following them, if we're liking their posts, if we're sharing their posts. Because, again, the algorithms pick up on what we support. And if we're supporting it, that's why your targeted ads look the way that they do. That's why your suggested um, your suggested profiles are, the, are what they are. Because we supported what we supported. And so if you are supporting these folk who are not about that fitness life, they just are trying to gateway themselves into another thing or whatever, we got to watch what we're supporting. If they are about that fitness life, support them in that because that's what they're—that's what they created it for. Because they're trying, they're being, they're being, they're in their fitness life, they're doing their fitness thing. But if they're simply trying to create thirst traps, flossing for the gram, you know, showing off their stuff for the sake of you know getting the likes and getting the follows and getting people to gateway to other things and endeavors, you gotta scope that out and you have to use discernment. So, for the one who is a fitness influencer using their influence to try to, you know, get people to be healthy, be fit and trying to, you know, build build their brand as a fitness person, God sees the intent. And cause we need people out there to 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 run gyms and to run you know, and to be trainers and things. Cause heaven knows I could sure use one to help me in my endeavors. Cause be on my on me on my own. My my problem is that I just can't be consistent with the thing. I got everything I need. I just can't be consistent with it. And so we need trainers out there who's who's you know doing that. But you also have people who are posing as fitness influencers, and they're gatewaying people. Into other things. Those people. God is. God got to work on them. We. As the consumers. Need to ask God to help us. So that we're not. Falling in the traps. Of following. These fitness influencers. When we don't have an intention. To either get fit. Or. Our intentions are, are are ulterior. We're following them because we like how they look, we like their shape, we like the way that we like their curves, we like the way that their bodies are, are looking, we like the chiseled abs and we like the chiseled chest. And we're not following them for the fact that they're fitness gurus, we're following them because we just like to look at pretty things. We're call, calling it out today. Sometimes these fitness people are being genuine in their fitness endeavors and all we want to do is say, dang, you so fine. That's not what they posted that for. Some of them, some of them, some of them, that's exactly what they're looking for again so that they can pump themselves up. But again, I'm talking about us as consumers. Is it necessary for us to put the comment there? Is it necessary for us to like it? Is it necessary for us to share it? Cause again you know I, I use this as an example when i went to college I, and, and I, I went to college in florida but it wasn't my it wasn't miami nice florida it was swamp sticky heat florida and when we would be going walking down up and down the campuses girls wearing you know booty shorts dudes wearing the chest out i couldn't get mad at half of them because it's hot it is. It is literally a thousand degrees outside, and y'all got us walking the campus to get to class. because the way, the way, the way the arm um, the school was constructed, you know, the the freaking parking lot is on the opposite side of the school, and all our classes are all the way on the other side. And so you asking us to die? Like, I couldn't get mad at half these people. The culture was set up and designed in such a way to where if you wanted to live to see the next the next hour, you needed to dress accordingly. And so, you know, people couldn't help but dress the way they dressed with the intent of trying to stay cool. So you can't help if people lust after you at that point because people are going to be people. So as best as we can help it, we try to live a modest life where our character outshines our physical appearance. But I tell people also all the time that even if you're wearing a burlap sack, somebody going to be attracted to that. And so use wisdom. Use judgment. What are you trying to portray? But recognize that even in your best in your best intentions. There's still gonna be some nasty jokers out there that's gonna see something like, "Dang! Look at how big!" You know, they they gonna say stupid stuff, and so again, we have to be wise, wise in our ways, and recognize that. Yes, we want to. If you if you are a fitness instructor, if you are you know about that life and about that business, you know, do your thing, but be mindful. No, yeah but yeah, but be mindful of your own intentions, because nobody has a heaven or a hell to put you in. If your intentions are pure and you're doing what you're doing for the sake of trying to build your brand or trying to you know build your fitness or whatever the case is, do what you do. but you got to know your heart because again, for the vast for a lot of fitness influencer influencers, their intent is just to get likes. Their intent is for somebody to tell them that they're pretty. Their intent is for somebody to tell them that they find somebody. Somebody's intent is for them to gateway them into a different place so they can start making money off of them. That's their intention. And if you're not careful, well, God knows. God knows. And so, again, I say all that to just say just be mindful of your intentions. Be mindful of what you are doing. And be mindful... Um, that, that, that your heart is in, is in the right place with God because he knows he, he knows. And because he knows you can't hide nothing from him anyway. Again, don't let people influence you into not doing what you know in your heart of hearts is what you're meant to do. Um, you know, because you'll have some people who like, I don't understand why you need to be a fitness person and why you need to wear that kind of stuff. Ain't you supposed to be a Christian? Man, shut up. If God called you to be a fitness instructor, be a fitness instructor to the glory of God. God made these bodies. So thank God we got fitness instructors who teach us how to take care of them. But don't get caught up so so caught up in your physical appearance that you are now influencing others to ogle after your physical appearance that you're trying to be idolized as a as a as a fitness influencer rather than you know again rather than actually just doing it for the sake of trying to build a business again God knows the heart he knows your intentions so be mindful that if the video didn't come out exactly the way that you wanted it to You know, are you more concerned about the video being perfect for the sake of the business or are you more concerned about the video being perfect because you want to make sure you get enough likes? There was somebody that I um, did therapy with a long, long time ago, and she said that one of the issues that she had was the fact that she was full of vanity. And she said that one time that she had taken a picture and she posted it on, on Facebook and the picture didn't get enough likes. So she took that picture down, took another picture and posted that one and hoped that it would get more. And when that didn't work, she took that picture down, took another picture, and hoped that that picture would get more likes. That's how some of us are in this influencer game. And so again, check your heart. Check your motives. Check to see whether or not you are actually doing what God would call you to do, or are you doing it so that you can be validated? by your physical appearance. You've been watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live. We're with y'all Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to thank y'all for the 13,400 likes that we've gotten today. That's probably the most likes that this show has gotten in it since its inception. I really do appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart for that because I I don't deserve none of them. And y'all are freaking awesome and incredible. And so I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart um, for 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 bringing us those likes, I thank you for every follow. I thank you for every comment. I thank you for every gift. I thank you for you know for y'all's attention, y'all's viewership. You know we've been deep all day long. I really do appreciate y'all for that, um, and I just love y'all so so much. Like you guys are awesome, man. Y'all are freaking incredible. Um, I'm trying to see what's going on down here. Um, Maine Peterson, um, good morning. How? I'm doing great. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing great. Um, Michael Madrid um, said something. Um, don't know what that's okay, what that's all about. Um, um, meal Planner said, is it okay to be life coaches? Absolutely, man. I'm a therapist. Come on now. Yeah. No, there ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, just do it all to the glory of God. That's all. And when I say that, I'm not saying that you have to, you know, tell them to follow Jesus while you're doing your life coaching. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying just do all for the glory of God. Treat people right. Do people right. Lead them in the right direction. Don't manipulate them. Don't um, you know um, call them. You know don't try to you know coerce them into doing one thing or another. But no, do all for the glory of God. It's very okay to be a life coach. I'm a therapist. You know it's it's all it's good on that. Um, see, I heard heard me teaching. I'm willing to do a Zoom Zoom Bible class. I mean, I can. Either either I can do that. Or, I can dedicate a whole True Gospel Morning Show hour to that. Um, I actually have a um, a um, a whole video on um on my profile that talks about this briefly. But I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Cause again, biblical literacy that's that's downtown me. That's all I love. I love that stuff. So I'd be more than happy to um to um to do a to do a class on that. I think that'd be fantastic. Um. And so again, I thank y'all so so much um, for taking the time to watch this on today, to be with me today. You guys are rock stars in my book, as always. I love y'all so so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, you guys are freaking awesome. I really do a love. I really do love y'all um, so so much because you guys are f- um, freaking rock stars in my book. Um, As I always say, you guys could literally be anywhere else watching anything else with anybody else doing anything else here on this platform. And so the fact that you spend a little bit of time talking with me, watching me, listening to me, commenting with me, um, and and liking and all that, I do not take it for granted. I do not take it lightly, and I am greatly appreciative for your time, attention, and care. So thank you guys so much for watching the True Gospel Morning Show. As always... If you can't see the good, be the good. I love you guys. Peace out, homies.